Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Greg Maturi, currently the pastor of St. Dominic's Parish in Youngstown. Welcome, Father. Thanks for having me, Tim. It's great to see you again. Uh, Today and this week, uh, we're going to discuss from the UCAT what we believe as Catholics, and uh, we're in Chapter 2, titled Human Community. In Question 321 in the UCAT asks, can a Christian be a radical individualist? Yeah, that's it's an interesting topic, talking about community uh, in terms of the Christian context. You know, the Second Vatican Council, which took place, um, I believe, from 62 to 1962 to 1965, um, it sought, the fathers of that council sought to emphasize the communal aspect of the church. And within that communal aspect of the church, they talked about uh, Christianity coming together, all the different branches coming together, especially the Orthodox Christians reuniting with the Catholic Christians because community is so important. Um, Of course, the foundation of all authentic human community is the good of the human person. But the good of the human person takes place within a communal aspect. So, you know, we're not sim- and so this, the fathers of the Second Vatican Council wanted to emphasize the fact that we're not simply saved as individuals. While that's true, we're also saved as a community of persons, communio personarum. And um, in fact, we think about society in general as a community of persons. We think about mari- marriage and family as forming a communion of persons because the good of individuals um, rests in the good of of the community. So the short answer is no, a Christian can never be a radical individualist because man is by nature designed for fellowship. And that would explain too why this me and Jesus uh, philosophy doesn't work, whereas we need to go to Mass on Sunday mornings and worship God as a community. Absolutely. You know, so what does Jesus do? The first thing he does is he forms a community, a community of apostles, because the gospel cannot be preached without the context of a community. I mean, think about it. You know, first of all, um, you you know, the support, the natural support we get from communal life, uh, our fellow Christians. It's very difficult to sustain the Christian life apart from the support of a Christian community. Um, there, and really speaking, as the question points out, there are no lone rangers. Uh, even even individual preachers require um, the, the support of a community. And what they do, we Dominicans, who are happen to be celebrating 800 years of existence in 2016 at the 800th anniversary of our Dominican order, the Order of Preachers. Oh, wow. And that was first... You know, St. Dominic, who founded the order, um, founded an order of sisters also, cloistered sisters who would pray because they realized that 
preaching the gospel requires a community of persons praying, interceding, cooperating with um, the preacher in order for it to be fruitful. And saints like St. Dominic attracted people to them by their preaching and the way that they lived their lives. Exactly. Um, and the Dominican order, like so many other orders, have as its foundation community life. You know, we in the Dominicans, for example, we have community prayer, community meals. Um, we uh, live together. We study together. Um, and that's uh, one of the aspects of our life as Dominicans is that we, the communal nature of our life. And the unifying theme, as the UCAMP points out, is love is a central commandment for all Christians. And again, within a community, you have to have someone else to love. It can't just be me and Jesus, but there's fellow Christians that we need to embrace and to encourage and to worship together with. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's an excellent point, Tim. You know, we can only learn to love truly in the context of a community um, because uh, love uh, requires us to be a servant to others. Um, it requires us to be humble and open to others' corrections and to learn from others and to help others as well. Perfect. Uh, question 322 of the UCAT asks, Father, what is more important? Society or the individual? Well, I mean, that's a good point. Of course, the, the individual, uh, society exists for the sake of the individual, but, um, that, but the individual's good is found only in the context of society, so that uh, we need both. We need to have an, a notion of that we help individuals, that we love individuals, that our love... Uh, for each other and for God is as one individual to another. At the same time, we understand that our um, interaction with others is in the context of a community. We need we need to work together for the common good. Um, and uh, God uh, brings us, you know, we have the church. As I said, Jesus established the church. It's one of the first things he did on the foundation of the apostles. So that, and when we are baptized, we are baptized into the church. Um, so no one's simply baptized, they are baptized into the church. Good point, Father. Uh, question 323 asks, how can the individual be integrated into society in such a way that he nevertheless can develop freely? Yeah, um, so... That's right. Freedom is an essential aspect of the human person, and society is meant to foster freedom. Uh, and so society has limits also. Just as individuals have limits, society has limits. Society has to uh, enact laws that foster, that foster true human freedom. What is human freedom? Human freedom is not simply the ability to do whatever I want. Human freedom is the ability to do what is good. The human freedom is the ability to not only do what is my personal good, but what is the common good also. And because only by doing the good can we find happiness, uh, personal happiness and for ourselves and happiness for others. And, and it's, I think it's a good point uh, to make now, Father, is that even in today's society and beyond, 
we are still required as followers of Jesus to live the Ten Commandments in holy love. So the Ten Commandments are still a guide for how we are to live our lives as individuals, but also within the church and within society. Yeah, that, that's right. So uh, the uh, Ten Commandments help us to live an ordered, peaceful coexistence uh, with others and to um, come into communion with God. Okay. Uh, 324 of the UCAN asks, on what principles does a society build? So the f fundamental principles, of course, are the goods, the good of the of the human person, and um, whatever society, a society that a that enacts laws, which truly foster the good of the human person, those are successful societies. Societies that enact laws that go contrary to the good of human persons, they will not stand. They will they will eventually fail because the the Community life has to be founded on the good of human persons. And those goods, as we've already said, are freedom, love, uh, the ability to enter into authentic relationship with other persons. Uh, these are all important aspects of human community. Human fulfillment, basically human flourishing and human fulfillment is the point of uh, community life. Pope John Paul wrote in his encyclical Contestimus Annus, the church values the democratic system inasmuch as it ensures the participation of citizens in making political choices and guarantees to the governed the possibility both of electing and holding accountable those who govern them and of replacing them through peaceful means when appropriate. Right. That, that's a, I'm glad you brought up centissimus annos. The Latin word centissimus annos means 100 years. That encyclical was written by John Paul II 100 years after Laborum Excersum. And it was Pope uh, Leo XIII, uh, I forget the Pope's name exactly, wrote Laborum Excersum, but 100 years prior to centissimus annos. And then 40, actually 40 years later, after Laborum Excersum, was Quadresimo Anno, a famous uh, encyclical, meaning 40 years. And the idea is that um, it was all about, and these encyclicals, Laborum Excersum, Quadresimo Annos, Centissimus Annos, these were all about social justice and the fact that society has to concern itself with the good of individual individual human persons. In other words, society can never sacrifice the good of individuals for the sake of, you know, some some higher good. There's individuals can sacrifice themselves, but the society cannot decide to um, tread on on the freedoms of individuals. And so John Paul II rightly says that um, a participatory type government is the best way to ensure individual freedom, human cooperation, the health of a good society. So that begs the question. We've had, had a couple laws passed here recently, um, not only promoting uh, abortion but also same-sex marriage. So what can we do as faithful Catholic Christians when these laws are obviously against God's law and not for my 
benefit or my good or the good of the society? First of all, we have to fight those laws by all legitimate means at our disposal because any law that permits abortion is wrong and, in fact, is not a law. St. Thomas Aquinas said that a law is an ordinance of human reason and um, that is contrary. A law that permits abortion is contrary to human reason. Uh, laws that allow, we have to fight laws that allow same-sex marriages. Those two are contrary to reason. So in fact, according to Aquinas, those are not real laws. Um, but we have to fight them by legitimate and peaceful means. Because um, the, the, the idea of a society, the purpose of society is so that we can live in peace, so that we can experience freedom so that we can experience love, interpersonal relationship. Um, and uh, so we, we need to contact our representatives and tell them that this is unreasonable. We need to write to our newspapers. We need to get on radio like Living Bread. We need to support Living Bread Radio, um, which fights for uh, the good of the person, the good of human society, and for good laws. And, of course, pray. Absolutely. Awesome. We've been listening to Father Greg Maturi. Can we have a blessing, Father, before we sure. go, please? Lord Jesus Christ, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit upon all our listeners. Fill them with your wisdom and love so that they may enjoy true happiness here on earth and one day enjoy eternal life with you in heaven. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today. This has been Tim Perry, and until next time, may the light of the Father shine upon you and yours. Bye for now. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.